When we decide what matters to us, and I mean what really matters to us, we can make a few key changes and live a more meaningful life, the one we're dying to live. Hi, I'm Tony Matson, and I'm on a mission to encourage and empower women to live the life God created them for. If you're ready to rediscover your passion, redefine what's important, and recapture the time to live it, well, my friend, you're in the right place. Live the Life podcast is my roll-up-your-sleeves workshop-style show that'll help crack the code of your passion, power, peace, and purpose. I'm a Midwest gal, speaker, author, podcaster, and encourager, and I love all things God, family, and hope. So no matter your season in life, what you do, what you hope to do, or whether we're talking about the tough stuff or the triumphs, I'll be your biggest cheerleader, your loudest fan, and yep, you guessed it, I'll help you live the life God created you for. I'm so grateful you're on this ride with me. So here we go. This is the Live the Life Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Live the Life Podcast with Tony Matson. And yep, I'm your host, Tony. And today it's Q&A day. That's right. I love this day because you send me some of the best questions ever. So thanks for doing that. And just as a reminder, if you do a burning question, send it to me at Tony at TonyMatson.com. All right. We're going to start with a question from who I'm pretty sure is a coffee lover. And her name is Cheyenne. So here's her question. How many cups of coffee did it take you to write your first book? And do you have any secret writer fuel you swear by? First of all, love the question. And I have to say, I have lost count of how many cups of coffee way, way, way long ago. But I can tell you, my favorite caffeine boost is a large latte with almond milk and, of course, an extra shot of espresso. Yep, that gets my engines going, and I love it. <laughs> but what gets my mind and heart going is being in the right place. I mean, of course, physically, um, but mentally and spiritually too. In one of my other podcasts titled Your Space, Your Inspiration, I talked about how important it is for us to have, I don't know, like our our special space, just our space, a space that we can do our thing, you know, the thing that inspires us. And for me, that's my office. And I've designed it in such a way where I kind of feel like it's my writing sanctuary. And um, I don't know, it's just got the right vibes. It's got the right colors and flowers and wall art. And yeah, I'm pretty organized in there. And I've got my chair that I really enjoy and it's cozy. But most importantly, I have an extra chair for my co-host and that's Jesus. And you know what? I'm long ago, I declared him and, and asked him to be my co-author. And of course he gladly accepted and it's been he and I writing ever since. And, um, all of that puts me in the right place to be creative and inspired and motivated and, and just, I don't know, joyful. And so I guess you could say that's my secret sauce, my secret writer's fuel. Um, I don't know. I'm sure every author has their own, but that one sure works for me. So thank you. Thank you for that question. Next up is a question from Rita. And she asks, did you experience any quirky writing rituals while you're working on your book? Hmm. Well, I'm thinking if you ask that question, Rita, you might be a fellow author with stories of your own about your rituals and quirks and so on, right? Am I warm? 
maybe. Well, I'm not sure that I would call this a ritual, but some might think it's kind of quirky. But whenever I was preparing for a writing session, and those I do, I don't know, most days from 5 to 7 a.m. and then again from maybe 10 to 1 p.m. or something like that, um, I'd make sure that my desk was cleared and that I didn't have my typical clutter. And I confess, I love to be organized, but I'm also um, kind of a must-see-it-so-I-don't-forget-to-do-it sort of gal, so I have my my vertical files and I have labels on them and all that good stuff. So, but there's, you know, there's a bit of stuff on my desk, but I'd come into my office and I'd sit in my cozy chair and I'd have my favorite flowers on my desk, which are my pink and blush colored peonies. And I'd give a nod to my gorgeous after the ball portrait gal, which I've told you ladies about in a previous episode. Um, you know what? Because she always gives me great inspiration and I just love to look at her. And I give a wink to Jesus because I have his portrait hanging just to my right. And then I plant both my feet on the floor. I take a big old deep breath and I just slowly let it out. And I gently rest my, my hands on my keyboard and I'd stare at the cursor and I'd wait. Yep. And I'd wait for inspiration to just flood me, fill me. Sometimes I'd wait, oh, I don't know, 10 to 20 minutes, and there's nothing. So, you know, it doesn't always happen that way, but sometimes for sure it does. And I knew if I could just get a lead line or an opener, it would start that, really, it would start the waterfall of ideas. And that's what I needed. So I'd sit back, oh, and I'd... Look at my flowers, and they're all so pretty. Then I'd look at that gorgeous lady again, reclining on her vintage fainting couch, and she gave me nothing. And then I'd glance over at Jesus, and I'd smile, and I'd say, well, what you got for me? You put me up to this, you know. You know, the least you could do is just throw me a word or two, right? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I fully know when I do that, I'm joshing with even poking at the king of kings, right? The creator of all things, including me. And I'm totally confident that he knows my level of respect and affection and absolutely admiration for him. And we know the relationship we have. It's an incredible one. It's one where we can have fun and joke and we can relax into it, but never, ever do I take him or the sweetness and honesty of our time together for granted. Never do I stretch so far that I'm risking, I don't know, like a like disrespectful familiarity, if that makes sense. And honestly, I have no doubt that Jesus enjoys our banter. No kidding. That's the fruit of an extraordinary relationship that's been nurtured, gosh, I don't know, through decades of connection, relationship, and trust. You've heard those three words from me forever. You know, those are the same trinity, the same cornerstone trio that we use in our therapy for veterans and others. And I know Jesus is on board with my jesting. You want to know why? Because when I do it, I can see the slightest little smile crease his face in that picture. No kidding. I'm not making that up. 
We have an incredible relationship, Jesus and I. Quirky and all. Yes, indeed. So, number three. Now that your book is almost ready for release, what emotions are you experiencing? Are they more excited, nervous, or a mix of both? Ha, well, you hit that right on the head. That one is from, let me see who is that from, Andrea. Nope, Andrea. Okay, Andrea, sorry about that. Um, honestly, it's both, and then some. It really is a mix. I'm excited and relieved that it's this far. I've worked on this book for, gosh, I don't know, four years, started very, very slow, kind of poking it with a stick, and then really poured the gas on towards the last year. Um, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous to see how the world will receive it and judge it and judge me. You know what? Will they like it? Will they love it? Will they read it and give it to someone who might be encouraged by it? You know, or will they just look at it and put it down and say, mm, nope. But the the reading and giving it to somebody who might be encouraged by it, that's my goal. That's why I wrote it. And, you know, this kind of uncertainty, you know what, if I'm really going to be honest, is probably why it took me so long to commit to writing to it. You know, I'm I'm a pretty confident gal. And um you know, I feel the fear and do it anyway. That's a trait my oldest sister, Kathy, helped me embrace. But this pouring out your heart, pouring out, you know, into hundreds, thousands of words and hundreds of hours of time and toil and printing the pages, reviewing them and editing them and sometimes starting all over, even after you've put maybe 2,000 or more words on the paper. It's a big deal. Ask any author. And by the way, I have. And they'll tell you, it's kind of like giving birth. No kidding. Yeah. But I have had the privilege of being surrounded by so many seasoned authors when I attended the Writers' Conference in Savannah last May. And I'd ask, hey, how many books have you written to these amazing women? And they'd come back with some crazy impressive number. I mean, off the charts, you know. Then I'd ask, does it ever get less nerve-wracking? You know, release date. Does it ever get less nerve wracking or less exciting? And it never failed. Each of them, they'd smile and they'd smile ear to ear. And they'd say, no. Mm -mm. Even after 30 plus books, the suspense is the same and the anxiety never goes away. But that's all part of the process, they said, part of the growth as a person and as an author. That's how we all get better at our craft. We are wordsmiths. We are creatives that God has bestowed a love for words deep in our hearts and a forever respect for the lives those words can change. Yeah. Let that just land on you. I honestly was blown away by it. And that put things really in perspective for me. And yes, am I still anxious? Absolutely. And nervous? Yep. But I also am humbled. I'm just, I'm humbled to be an author and I am eager to get my book into the hands of everyone who might be changed by it. So thank you, Andrea, for that question. It's an amazing one. All right. Last question. 
What lesson did you learn about yourself as a rookie writer that will help you as you move into your next project? Woo! First off, um, Sheila, thank you uh, for that confidence. I love the question because it assumes that I'll survive this one and then want to do more. <laughs> yep, like that a lot. But yes, there was something I learned that I will never take for granted or ignore. And the lesson is, here it is, drum roll, right? That inspiration will hit you when you're not prepared, when you're not open to it, and for sure, when you have absolutely nothing handy to write it down with. Yep, that's what I learned. And it has repeated itself over and over and over. You know, I've known for years that God chooses to do really great and important downloads for me, most of the time in the middle of the night, and then, of course, in the middle of a shower. I don't get it. I do get the night thing because, you know, you relax your mind, you're open and, you know, you're just sort of, you know, just lay everything else aside and your brain is open for all those great ideas. But in the shower, I've never figured that out, but he's really good at that one. And when, when I began writing Unlikely Recruits, they came fast and furious at times when I'd be scrambling to find a pen paper. Jeepers, I'd be driving and bam, a great, a great line would come to me or a really fabulous way to describe something really difficult would pop in my mind and I'm driving, you know, so I got really good at asking Siri to take a note and, uh, you know, that saves on, you know, dipping into the ditch. So no, no, not doing that. So yeah, 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 yeah. I got Siri on my side and uh, she's been a good note taker for me. And I had this other habit of when great ideas would come to me in the middle of the night, I would have this little tablet next to me on my nightstand. So I wasn't about to lose a thing. If God's given it to me, I know it's important and I needed to write it down. Well, yeah, I'd have this little bitty notepad and I would just pick it up. It's pitch back, of course right? I didn't turn a light on because I didn't want to wake Bill up. So there I am writing in pitch black on this little tablet and just, you know, thinking, of course, that it's going to be perfectly legible in the morning, right? Have any of you have done that? <laughs> yeah. Well, so sun comes up and I have all this great stuff on my tablet, right? I know my writing session is going to go like a breeze because I have it. I just have to refine it. But nope. I couldn't read a thing. Huh? I turned the tablet one way and I'd look and go, no, oh, that doesn't make sense. Turn it the other way. Mm, nope. Then I turned it upside down thinking maybe I had, when I grabbed it in my sleepiness, I flipped it around or something, but no, I couldn't read a thing. So I really learned to rely on Siri doing those notes for me and just, man, oh man, she's such a good assistant. All right, my precious ladies, thanks for sending those questions in. Keep them coming. You know me. I love, love, love your questions. And thanks for tuning in today. Um, that means the world to me. You, you do realize that I am so grateful that you're on this ride with me. Um, you make it worthwhile, and I am forever, ever blessed by that. So keep your questions coming. Tap in every week. Um, if you need or want to connect with me, you know how to do it, right, ladies? Tony at TonyMatson.com. Just as a reminder, every last week of the month is Q&A day. So go out, be bold, and live your passion, 
live your life, the one that God created you for. And I'll see you next week. God bless. Love you all. Wow, that went by fast, didn't it? Cracking the code and discovering the shifts we can make to live the life God created us for is what our time together is all about and then some. If this topic resonated with you, I want to know. And if you know someone who needs to hear it, please send them the link to this episode or have them go wherever they get their podcasts and they'll find me at Live the Life Podcast with Tony Matson. or encourage them to visit the podcast page on my website, TonyMatson.com, and remind them to become a member of Tony Circle so they get all the freebies and good stuff. After all, that's what friends do, right? Speaking of friends, do you know how much I love hearing from you and so enjoy getting your questions for my Q&A day. Remember, it's every last episode of the month. So please email me at Tony at TonyMatson.com. And I want you to know how grateful I am that you're on this ride with me. Uh, It means the world to me. God bless. And ladies, let's live like somebody left the gate open.